Hello, and welcome to the Park Baptist Church Podcast with Pastor David Blakely. Our goal is to preach the Word of God in a real and authentic way, so you are filled with the Spirit to guide you through life each and every week. To learn more about Park Baptist Church, visit parkbaptist.com. And now, Pastor David Blakely. Well, this morning we're continuing on in our our series on faith. And I want to begin by by talking about the fact that we live in a world full of fakes. Uh, Almost anything you buy, you can buy a fake of that. Uh, You can buy a fake Rolex. You know, a real Rolex costs... um, Robin, you have two or three Rolexes. Uh, They're they're about $15,000 for a Rolex. And um, you can buy a fake one that looks just like the real thing for about 100 bucks. Um, You can improve your body with fake nails, fake hair, fake teeth, fake eyelashes. You can get a fake tan. Um, When you go out, you can eat a taco that's got fake meat and fake cheese on it. And, um, you know, you can put fake sugar in your coffee. Uh, You can wear fake designer clothes. And what you can do is you can put on fake fur and fake leather, and then you can go out with, you know, and, and you can watch the fake news. And then you can talk about the fake news with your fake friends on social media, and you can use your fake identity. So, uh, you know, we live in a world of fakes, but there are some things that you shouldn't fake and you can't fake besides Coca-Cola, the real thing, you know, um, faith is something that you cannot fake in the Bible. There are over 6,000 different promises found throughout the Bible, but in order to benefit from the promises of the Bible, You have to have a real, a legitimate, genuine faith. Fake faith has no power to change your life. It has no power to answer your prayers. It it doesn't work to have fake faith. And when life gets tough, when life gets difficult, when, when the going gets tough, You have to have a real faith, a genuine faith in order to get through the the tough times. So in the book of James that we're going to be looking at today, he takes a little series and deals with the subject of faith. And I want to read for you James chapter two, beginning with verse 14. James writes, What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or a sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye, have a good day, stay warm and eat well. But then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it is dead and useless. 
Now, someone may argue, some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Well, good for you. Even the demons believe this and they tremble in terror. How foolish. Can't you see that faith without good deeds is useless? Now, first thing, after you, you read that, it almost seems, if you're at all familiar with the New Testament, it almost seems like James and the Apostle Paul are in conflict with each other. Because James is talking all about doing good deeds, doing good works. And Paul is always talking about the fact that you can't gain your salvation. You can't, you know, that works are dead. And so it, it would almost seem like they're, they're in conflict. But actually, they're both arguing the same thing from different sides of the same coin. When Paul is talking about the fact that works are dead, what he's talking about is keeping the Jewish law in order to become saved. And he's saying that doesn't work. You can't do that. James, when he's talking about doing good works, what he's talking about is the fruit of our salvation. So James uses the same term works, but they're just the fact that we can't gain our salvation. So Paul is talking about what is an internal thing. James, when he talks about works, is talking about what is an external thing. So what is real faith? Well, James first is going to show us four different things that faith is not. And so he's going to give us some examples of fake faith. And then he's going to show us two examples of real faith in the personalities of two different people. Now, here's your job. Here's your assignment. As I'm speaking this morning, hold up the mirror of the word of God and ask yourself, is my faith legitimate? Is my faith real? Am I living a genuine faith or am I guilty of allowing fake faith to be in my life? Now, let's begin with James 2.14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? We've all heard the term talk is cheap. And notice that he says, what is the use if you say you have faith? So the first thing that, that we need to understand, fake faith is, is just talking about it. Real faith is more than the words I say. Repeating something that I heard doesn't mean that I have real faith. You know, claiming that I have real faith doesn't mean anything if I'm not proving it with my actions. You know, we as Southern Baptists have done a horrible job in this standpoint. We have told people for generations, all you have to do is pray a prayer. That's it. Pray a prayer and you're saved. That's not it. Praying a prayer puts you 
puts one foot on the path. But if we are not committed to living the life, then there is no validity there. Claiming to have faith doesn't mean a thing. I have to prove it by the way I live. Knowing all of the religious lingo doesn't make us Christians. You know, have you ever any but met somebody who said that they were a believer, but nothing about their actions would, would indicate that they are? You know, have you ever maybe visited a church and you were shocked to see someone there that you knew away from church and you would have never guessed in a million years that they were a person of faith by the way they act when they're not at church? You know, your lifestyle has to match what you claim to believe. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me that I am their Lord is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. We need to understand this. This needs to be a hard slap in the face that we stop and we say, could this be talking about me? Jesus says the only people, again, this is Jesus talking. The only people who will enter heaven are those who do what my father in heaven wants them to do. It's not about talk. It's about action. It's not just what you say. It's how you live. We've all heard the, the, proverbial story about how someone flips you off as they're driving by and then as they get by they have a christian bumper sticker on their car you know uh, um you know and and we go oh yeah that that's but here i i'm gonna go to meddling here have you ever had a car blow past you speeding that had a christian bumper sticker on it because guess what Speeding is just as big a sin as flipping somebody off. Wow, I just went over the edge, didn't I? <laughs> we need to understand that our actions speak to our faith much more than our words speak to our faith. Now, the second thing James says is re, real faith is more than just an emotion that I feel. You know, you can be inspired, all inspired. You can hear some sermon that really gets your liver to quiver and, you know, and you're just, a, oh boy, that was good stuff. Oh man, I, you know, but it's not an, it's not about an emotional roller coaster that we get on. You have to have real faith. Again, James says in, in verse 15, suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing and you say goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does it do? Faith by itself isn't enough. Unless it produces good deeds, it's dead and useless. Do you hear the sarcasm that James is speaking in with here? You, you can't go up to someone and say, oh, 
you, I, I, I feel so bad for you. Uh, you know, I hope it works out. This is the, this is the way we do it now. We don't necessarily go and we don't say go in peace, be warm and filled. This is what we do in modern Brookfield Christianity. Someone says, you know, I'm, I'm really going through a hard time. I'm, I'm having trouble in my life. I'm having trouble in my marriage. Um, I'm having, you know, financial problems. And what do we say? I'll pray for you. That's garbage. I'm not saying prayer is garbage. I'm saying if that's the sum total of our assistance, that's garbage. That's not real faith. That's, that's just nonsense. Faith is more than words. Faith is more than emotion. Faith is action. Put our, our money where our mouth is. Put our actions where our mouth, our mouth is. The third thing James says, real faith is more than just a theoretical concept that I debate about. You know, some people, their, their religion is just an intellectual exercise. You know, it's just theology to be studied. It's, it's doctrine to be debated. And James says, now, someone may say, or someone may argue, well, I have faith, and, and other people have good deeds. But James says, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I'll show you my faith by my good deeds. What James is saying is, there's, there's people who say, well, I, I would really love to help. You know, maybe there, there's a plan to go paint a house or, or to go and, and do some work rebuilding a, a, a kitchen or, or something to help somebody out. And their, their response is, well, I, I'd really love to, but, you know, I, I need to study the word so that I, I, can, I can have better understanding. I, I'm trying to, to dig down and, and get a better understanding of God's word, so I, I can't help out. Again, that's nonsense. We must put our, action, our, our faith into action. You know, the, the key phrase in verse 18 is, how do I know you've got real faith unless you show me? This is a room full of Missourians. This is the show me state. We, we understand this concept. Show our faith by our actions. Don't just talk about it. If you claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then prove it. Prove it by the way you live your life, by the actions of your life. You know, think, let's, let's, let's stop and think about this for a moment. When a person becomes a born again Christian, the God of the universe, almighty God, sends his spirit into that person's life. You cannot tell me that when the God of the universe enters a person's life, they are not drastically, dramatically changed. So 
2 Corinthians even says, you know, that the, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. The new life has begun. So what we need to understand is that if God has come into our lives, there should be a difference in the way we live our lives. It's not just talk, it's action. It's seen in the way we live. Now, the, the fourth thing that's not real faith is that we need to understand that faith is more than just what we believe. James 19 and 20, 2, 19 and 20 says, you say you have faith for you believe that there is one God. Good for you. Even the demons believe that. Again, sarcasm on James's part. People are supposed to be impressed because you say, I believe in God. Well, so what? Did you know that Satan is not an atheist? You know, Satan very much believes in God. Satan very much and the demons very much understand who God is. That doesn't mean they're Christians. Be believing in God is not means of salvation. Because we know something about God is not the same as believing in God. And the way that you prove that you believe in God is to obey God, to love God, to trust God, to serve God. You know, think about that. You know, um, when, when we become followers of Christ and the Holy Spirit comes to dwell in us, God is the God of love, right? You know, God is love. So shouldn't the number one element of our life, if we have God living in us, should we not be known by our love? That should be number one in us. Everything about us should ooze love because the presence of God is in us. You know, saying that I believe in God is not going to get us into heaven because, again, Satan believes in God and he's certainly not going to heaven. Faith is something I do. Faith is active. Faith is a commitment. Faith is an action. Faith is something that we do. Now, James 2.26 says, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. Now, as James is talking, the one thing that he keeps using over and over is he keeps talking about the, using the word do. If you do nothing, what good is your sympathy? If you failed to do anything, um, what if you failed to do any real deeds, or I'll show you my faith by what I do. Faith in God is useless if you don't do what he wants you to do. Faith that doesn't do anything is dead. The point, faith shows up in my life by what I do much, 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 much more than what I say or what I claim. If there's not been a change in my life, then do I really have faith in my life? 
if I've got to fake it in order to convince you all that what I'm doing is real, then is that real faith if I'm pretending it? This is what James is dealing with. 1 Corinthians 16, beginning with verse 13, 13, says, Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. That, that would be a great verse to memorize. Again, that's 1 Corinthians 16, 13, and 14. Because that, is, that sums up the way we are to live. Ask yourself, what are you doing to take a stand for Jesus Christ? What are you doing that demonstrates your faith? If, if someone away from here is looking at you, are they able to tell that you are a follower of Christ? Are they able to tell that, that there's, there's a living God present in your life? Now, James ends this section by talking about two very, very different people, Abraham and Rahab. Abraham, as we know, um, the father of faith, and he was a very rich businessman. Rahab, not so much. She was a very poor prostitute, and their lives were lived years apart and um, if you want to read about Abraham, he's, he's found in the book of Genesis. And Rahab's story is found in the book of Joshua. Now, one day God comes to Abraham. He's an idol worshiper. He doesn't know God. He doesn't, he's not worshiping God. And, but God comes to him and God says, Abram, I want you to pack up and I want you to follow me. And I'm going to take you to a place that I'll show you when you get there. And I'm going to make you the father of many, of nations, of kings. I, I'm, I'm going to, to, to do great things through your life. Abraham packs up and follows. And that was counted as faith because he was obedient he didn't have the plan all laid out. And even later on, when God has given him his promised son and God says, I want you to kill your son. I want you to put him on an altar and drive a knife into his heart. He was prepared to do it because he believed in God and he believed that what God told him to do, God could, God could work through all of that. That's faith. It wasn't because Abram or Abraham sat there when God says, I want you to pack up and go. Abraham didn't say, well, I believe you, God. I trust you. I know that you're, you're going to do great things, but I'm staying right here until you show me how it's all going to work out. He didn't do that. He, he was obedient. Now, Rahab was a completely different story. She lived in the city of Jericho. And in the city of Jericho, they were about to be attacked by the Israelites. And the Israelites were going to come in and, and lay siege to the city of Jericho. And they sent spies into the city to, to 
find out what what the the conditions were and Rahab because she had heard about the God of the Israelites she was not a worshiper of God she she lived in a heathen city and worked as a prostitute but she said you know what there's something about that God that is right and I'm going to trust that that God is more powerful than the gods that are in my town. And so she risked her life to protect the spies when they came and hid out in her place. She risked her life. She turned her back on her people. She did everything that, according to the book, was wrong. But because she stood for God and she risked everything, it was counted as faith. And God used her so much that when you read the lineage of Jesus, she's in there. She's one of Jesus's great grandmas. You know, God used her. This is the point. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're a successful businessman or whether you are the lowest low. When you place your faith and your trust in God, he will use you and do wonderful things through your life. It doesn't matter who you are. Think about 2 Corinthians 13 verse 5. It says, examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. My question to start this was to, for you to, to look into your own life and ask yourself, is what you're doing real faith or is it fake faith? The question to ask yourself is, are you living a legitimate life or are you allowing yourself to be fake, to pretend? Is the person that you are at church or when you're around other Christians different than who you are and how you think when you're away from here? If that's true, you're, you're living a fake faith. And here's the thing, fake faith cannot save you. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. By grace through faith for a life of good works, which God has already prepared for us. We need to understand this is a serious, a serious issue. Don't trust that because you prayed a prayer once upon a time or you walked an aisle and shook the preacher's hand, that, that that was salvation. Salvation comes in faith, which is demonstrated by obedience to Jesus Christ. Are you living that life? Be honest with yourself. Only you and God know the truth. I'm not your judge. This, this church is not your judge God is your judge. But ask yourself that honest question. Are you a Christian? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? If you're not, 
you know, good that you realize that today, take the step of faith. It doesn't matter if, if everybody around you think you've, thinks you've been a Christian forever. That's not what matters. What matters is you and God having this sorted out. So if, if you are not a follower of Christ, if you're understanding that this morning, maybe for the first time, take the step of faith and say, God, I want you. I need to come clean with you. I'm going to pray here in just a minute. And I know I've just been talking about the fact that it's not our words, but our words can be an expression of, of our heart. And if you are ready to make the commitment to be a follower of Christ, not just to give lip service, then make that commitment this morning. Let's pray. Dear God, I don't want to have fake faith. I want to have real faith. I, I want to have a faith that is honest and sincere. Help me, Jesus, to be real, to not pretend, to not just go through the, the motions. I want to have a faith that makes a difference. You used Abraham and you used Rahab because they had faith. God, I'm asking you to use me because I have faith. And Lord, where my faith is weak, please give me the faith I need. I know that it all depends on you. So help me, Father, to step up and be the man you have called me to be, to be the person you have called me to be. And I pray all of this now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs>